0: Welcome back to the Paperless Federalist. I'm Justin, the co-host and podcast producer. With me, as always, is Carrie, who's been demoted down now to uh, podcast uh, coffee boy.
1: Uh, oh, dang, I changed my stationery again now. <laughs> now. I'm just going to start awarding myself titles at this point.
0: Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. That's also part of my job as the title awarder of the podcast. <laughs> You're it's the summarizer, this, uh, sir. I'm the title awarder. become a
1: tyranny, much like the anti-federalists have so discussed, as we've got to worry about. <laughs>
0: Oh no! There's factions developing
1: in our confederacy. (laughs) I have to secure a faction to defend my rights there. Obviously, (laughs) don't think you're going to bring in an outside power now. I might need to bring in (laughs) Philip of the Mastodons.
0: (laughs) Oh man! Well, anyways, welcome everyone back to another uh, episode here. We are we are finally finally I think reaching the end of the uh, six pack of papers here. The same subject continued: the insufficiency of the present confederation. To preserve the Union and carry your role as summarizer, not namer, summarizer. Um, summarizer.
1: <laughs> can you please uh, just run us through a brief overview? Certainly, and I'll try to be a little bit more brief than I was on the German principalities. and uh, It will be easy because this uh, particular paper just echoes a lot of the same themes. So we are wrapping up our trilogy of the deep dives into other confederacies uh to learn what we can about federalism and today we're talking about the united netherlands which is not a soccer team it is a well it might be i don't know very much about soccer but (laughs) in this paper it is a confederacy of the netherlands and so a lot of similar themes to uh the german principalities made up the united netherlands are made up of a a bunch of small sub-states Uh, They have, on paper, the national government has a lot of power and resources that you would think would make them a major player in European politics and world politics at the time. But, echoing a lot of the issues that existed with uh, the German principalities, in reality, these states fought amongst themselves so much that it really undermined their ability to become much of a force beyond their own borders. They squabbled amongst themselves um, and re- one, the one thing that distinguishes the United Netherlands from the German principalities we talked about in the last paper is that in order for the national government, the states general, to really do anything all seven of the substates have to have a unanimous consent to whatever the heck they're doing um, which you can understand that would make a, that's a serious obstacle to get anything done, and I think that there, Madison and Hamilton are trying to draw some parallels to the high level of consent needed to get anything done regarding the Articles of Confederation and how that stood in the way. Um, so, in any case, the biggest problem with the United Netherlands was this unanimous consent issue. That stood in the way both of getting things done day to day as well as any attempts they would ever try to make to reform their instrument of government as a whole would always go down in flames because whenever they tried to fix anything, there would not be unanimous consent and they'd go back to square one. So because their system of government was so broken, what often would happen is component substates would just ignore some of the rules and just act on their own. And that put them in an awkward spot uh, because the more they ignored the rules, the more that the national instrument of government lost its moral authority and weakened the nation as a whole. Even the Dutch at the time didn't have much good to say about the United Netherlands as a form of government. Much like the German principalities, it was mainly just held together by its fear of foreign rivals and foreign states. Um, And... As things broke down, it got to the the situation where there was squabbling and fighting between the states that made it up. And so, um, in the end, uh, Hamilton and Madison throw this out there as just one more example of the real disaster that a nation can put itself into by having a weak form of government. But he says, you know, as much as we may want to feel sorry for and uh, shed some tears over the sad state that the Dutch are in, in a way, it's a great thing because we can learn so much about how to have a better government than in the end for America. It's a good thing and we should celebrate it. Point of fact, he actually uses the phrase we should offer up an ejaculation to heaven, which I will, I will let those words pass without further comment. But generally speaking, um, another weak, sad Confederacy, similar problems to the Germans, uh, in the principality, similar problems to the Greek states we looked at, but with the added problem of this requirement of unanimous consent. And so in this today, I think we're going to again touch on the same issues and, uh, Discussing whether or not this is another supports the the argument for the Constitution, or is maybe non-responsive. So that's the summation. A little bit briefer this time. Okay. So yes, uh, they start
0: off in this paper talking about United Netherlands uh, and their Confederacy, and you touched on, you mentioned how. Uh, They have seven co-equal sovereign states, and each one has to be unanimous in order to get anything done. Uh, But in point of fact, he goes on a little bit further, and he also says that in in important cases, not only do states have to all agree, but the cities themselves within the yeah. states also have to be unanimous. So they're du-
1: it's like they're doubling down on stupid they're, there yeah. almost. Yeah, and
0: at that point, I just was like, are you serious? Like, I mean, Everybody in-, in the
1: entire country has to agree. Yeah, why not just anything? make every
0: individual person has to be unanimous? Yeah. Like, um, I just got this, you know, I try to envision a modern parallel with this system in our country today, right? I mean, you can, I don't know, some some national crisis is on. Everybody calling, gets a veto. Right, and... And not only do all the states have to be unanimous in agreeing on what to do, but the cities within yeah. the states themselves also have to. Agree, right? So, like Chicago and Dallas have to be in agreement, or or yeah. you know New York and Salt Lake City have to be in agreement. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's, it's just, pathetic.
1: It's if in, you want to guarantee group, that you're nothing always going to get have done, one into one person or one subgroup <clears> throat> that throat> just is clueless. There's always that one guy. Yeah, You're just like, come on, Steve. What? <laughs> I mean, seriously. So just, if you have unanimous consent. I just wonder how yeah. they survived at all. If I wanted to design a system that would ensure that nothing got done, unanimous, <laughs> unanimous consent—the
0: consent way to do it would be the way I would I would I would do it. So then he goes through and he talks in about all the different powers of the uh, of of the. Uh, the executive magistrate which i don't
1: know that we need to, to delve into uh so much except but, to maybe summarize <clears> that like okay. the German principalities on paper lot of powers a lot of yeah. military power a mm-hmm. lot of resources big military lots of funds so on the face of it you would think oh these this country is going to dominate western europe okay but in reality not so much no what not what so happens much. and he actually poses the question there hamilton says you know
0: What are the characters which practice has stamped upon it? Uh, And he goes on and basically says that the government's epic fail, epic fail, discord, you know, foreign influence and indignities, um, uh, precarious existence is peace. In fact, he goes at one point, uh, somebody by the name of uh, Grotius, G R O T I U S, yeah, Mm -hmm. historian. it said that uh, the only reason that the United Netherlands stayed together was because they have a unified hatred of Austria.
1: Yeah, <laughs> similar to the the fear and uh, <clears throat> dislike that the German substates had of their neighbors. Mm-hmm. So, Same theme. So Which is we weird, go- though, yeah. because and he's using this as a, an incentive to a comparison, an analogy on the American situation, and that's what that weakens his argument because. America back then, I don't think of America as being this place where it's surrounded by people that hates. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's you know Native Americans there fighting with, you know, you still got Canada to the north. And, well, Canada at
0: the time you had the French which is had, part of the British Empire. Yeah,
1: but it's not surrounded by a bunch of people. It's like Spain well, was down in, in Florida at the time. Yeah, and, and you know, so I mean, the European powers were still there. But it's not nearly the situation it is in Europe where you got all these nations squeezed together, oh, bordering yeah. one another, who have basically already developed every bit of land they have. And they it's a zero-sum game mm-hmm. where everybody's fighting for what's there because there's nothing new to discover. Very mm-hmm. different in America where there's tons of land not developed, not explored. It would just not be worth fighting over stuff when you've still got stuff you left undeveloped within your own land. By by Europeans, yeah. Well, yes. Well, not not developed and explored by Europeans. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, wow, of course, yes. Yeah. I'm channeling John Uh Yeah, in the homogeny, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you gotta get the American homogeny to develop it. So. Um, okay. So, where do we go from there then? Well, one of well, the then, one yeah. of the new ways that the one of the new and innovative ways the Dutch have found to punch themselves in the face as a nation (laughs) they really innovated on the german model by taking the fail to a next level because not only are they squabbling among themselves but they also seem to be loan sharking one another essentially (laughs) so like all all these seven states Mm -hmm. basically have to pay resources up to the national level to fund the national government national army etc okay um Because that's how the national government is funded, by the contributions of the member states. Again, parallel to the Articles of Confederation. So, yearly bill comes, or periodic bill comes due, the more powerful and richer states have the money. They pay their share. Yeah. The poorer, weaker states don't have the money. And so, per this paper, the richer and more powerful states pay their share also. But then, down the road... Those more powerful states come around with looked like armed forces and whatnot okay. to the weaker members who bills they paid and said, "Hey, we paid the amount you owed the federal government, but we're gonna need something to yeah. see that you, you know, pay us back." And they basically extort <laughs> money and resources from these weaker members. You know, mm-hmm. wonderful city state you got, wonderful. Uh, you know, village you got there. It'd be ashamed yeah. if anything happened to it. Maybe you should give us all your cows. Yeah. You know, and that really takes the infighting to to, to some next levels.
0: And, and next that was, level. That was talked about in prior papers about how the one of the one of the concerns that Madison, Jay, and Hamilton had was that the stronger states would try to have mm-hmm. influence over the, the smaller yep. states uh, and may seek to become the dominant power on the continent. And they they pointed, I think, to New York. You know. Um, maybe truly becoming or if not they did we did you know as yeah. we, you know, New York becoming like the true empire state right so uh, yeah. in, in literal
1: sense um, except it, to the extent that they were undermined and destroyed by the elite commandos of Vermont that's right <laughs> who had the New Yorkers quaking in fear even back then
0: and so then had, their next point though then is look if you have a weak constitution it, it's gonna dissolve
1: mm-hmm.
0: and 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 what's going to happen is there's going to come a time when when something needs to ha- happen and the, the Constitution will not grant the powers necessary to the federal government in order for things to happen. And so they'll go beyond the Constitution. Yeah. And and uh, self-help, uh, self-help. And so and they said uh, and he, they write here that, you know, you know, tyranny has perhaps oftener uh, grown out of the uh, assumption of power called for on pressing exigencies. By a, a defective constitution, than at a full exercise of the largest constitutional authorities. And to to me here, uh, I'm gonna make a pop cultural reference. Uh, so, so, is it gonna be another like
1: twenty no, no. year old pop culture reference known by like a guy living in his mom's basement, or is it gonna be an actual pop cultural reference?
0: Now, hey, look. <laughs> the best pop culture references. Uh, are the ones that nobody knows, and so you you
1: appear, I to, appear to be truly elite in your knowledge. Well, that certainly contextualizes <laughs> the pop culture references you've made such far.
0: Okay, <laughs> but this one I think most, well not most, but some people. Simple. So I when I was reading this about how you know tyranny, uh, you know, in an exigent circumstances, taking on you know, an additional role outside of their authority, you know, for the limited purposes. And, and I, I thought of uh, Emperor Palpatine in episode two of Star Wars, you know, where where the Senate elected oh, okay. special, well, that's, special that's powers. Easy. And he says, oh, you know, for the limited time. And I to swear I'll give Senate. this back, you know, yeah. uh, when, when it's before all oh, the two, Senate, episode two, episode oh, wow. two when, when they first said, you know, here, you know, can you to, to deal with this threat uh, from the uh, the droid army, you know, and, and so, yeah. And that allowed echoing. him to form,
1: uh, form uh, his own the clone army. Then, and, yeah, echoing you know. some of the his. And I love that scene yeah. there because yeah. it echoed the dictator system under the Roman Empire, where you had yeah. you know the 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 model dictator who would assume power in emergency, yeah. go kick some butt, problems over. I'm going back to farming now. Yeah. I'm done being a dictator. Yeah, it didn't play so, out that didn't way, play though, out way. No, in that particular no. movie, And, <laughs> so and was episodes two and three.
0: Yeah, and.
1: And, you
0: know, it was all part of Palpatine's grandest uh, plan anyways. But yeah. the uh, the idea of, of a tyranny growing out of, uh, you know, a, have an emergency or presumed emergency in mm-hmm. the Star Wars case. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, okay. And as,
0: as a method of, of, of you uh, t- uh, taking power and, you know. Going beyond the constitutional authority that 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 scene sprung to my mind when I was reading
1: that. You know. I will not criticize you for that pop culture reference. Thank um, you. <laughs> but I was going, I was going to expand on this, this idea you're talking about about uh, the constraints of the unanimous approval to fix anything and how it made it in the effort to make things better like doomed from the start. Oh yeah. Um, again, I feel like he should have connected it more explicitly, mm-hmm. but like. It's clear to me that what he's trying to reference is why the articles of confederation were so hamstr- hamstrung, like hamstrung. Well, so going much. back to what yeah. the very beginning of when we started this podcast, mm-hmm. we talked about what how originally the the founding fathers were sent not to write a new constitution, correct, but they gathered instead to the, the original idea was, uh, to uh reformed the Art of Confederation at the Annapolis yes. Convention. Yes. In the end, they decided they couldn't do it. They got to write a new constitution. And a lot, the Anti-Federalists found it easy to be critical thereof. See, they're they not even doing what they're supposed to have done. Yeah. And I think here he's trying to address why... This is why we did it. Because mm-hmm. the Articles of Confederation, Confederation itself has such high hurdles to making meaningful and needed reforms... Like the Dutch Constitution, that if we stayed if we stayed bound by that process, yes, we would be just embarrassing ourselves in front of the world over and over again instead of actually doing what we need to do. But I'm right. surprised he didn't connect it more explicitly. You know, that could be a uh, um, perhaps
0: a critique of a lot of the papers so far, where you know, th- like you said, they went there. They were sent there to rework the Art of Confederation mm-hmm. and they in sort of the cover of night, so to speak. Uh, you know,
1: <laughs> in their smoke filled rooms, in their
0: smoke filled rooms, in their back back channel communications. No, I'm just, saying. but they 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 did something that was far beyond what what they were sent there. to do. Exactly, like, they exceeded their mandate. Absolutely, but I mean, they blew it out of the water. But you know, as far as critique of, of, of the fellows' papers goes, you I wish they would. Have more tied in directly to the articles themselves, yeah. and say, not only are these historical examples that we can point to where mm-hmm. all these things failed, and this is why we need this, yeah. but to go the step beyond and say, "Hey, this is the art. This is how the Articles Confederation fail yes. in meeting that need, which is why ours is better." Yeah. You know, uh, and it, it's, it's amazing it's implied in some mm-hmm. time, you know, a lot of ways. But I just would like to have seen a, a closer tie in. You know, Oracle Confederation says yeah. X. Here's all the times when other things in history have said yeah. similar, and and they've run into the ground. They've they've been ruined, and therefore this is why we need this improved. And maybe that's just been,
1: maybe that's just a, a convention of persuasive writing that's changed over the years. But I think that's been something that surprised me as well. Is my expectation on these persu- what I think what were supposed to be persuasive writing pieces is their structure they're going to follow is. Here's these ancient examples and some of the rules and, and mm-hmm. tendencies we can extract out of them. Here's our situation and what we have that's similar. Here's applying those applying a to B, yeah history shows that this is going to happen, so we need to do this other thing. Yeah. And we what Hamilton and Madison seem to be doing a lot in the papers we've been looking at lately is saying, here's all these historical examples. And we can – we, you and I can be able to see there's threads and themes in there that connect with the problems that the Federalists had with the Arctic Federation. But they themselves don't connect the dots. Yeah. And that's, that's what – I mean that's that's inside thought.
0: Yeah. So that's – I think we're in the same boat uh, there. And so moving on then. Um, where do we go? So after Emperor Palpatine references <laughs> – <laughs> this is clearly what again, Hamilton is adi- you know, deserving were, a credit. You know um, they were they were g- going for
1: there. Um. <laughs> well, you know something. Even though there's so, so much similarity between the German principality slash Holy Roman Empire of the last episode and the United Netherlands uh, that we're talking about here in this paper, this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I did get a different emotional feeling, and maybe it's just the hindsight of history, looking at this and knowing how it all turned out, um, of the two different situations. Because when I read about the German principalities and sub-states, Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, this is a a power just waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. Once they get their government together, they're going to be dominant and uber-powerful. And again, easy to predict that knowing what Germany became yeah um, you just feel like they're just the government's all the standing in the way now when I read about the United Netherlands I just felt bad for them I mean like <laughs> you know I it, it just feel like they're it's just a, a sad sack country well but like even their own people were like yeah we suck yeah we can't get anything done well, it made it, he definitely made it seem like and I don't know a ton about him but reading this paper it seems like
0: there's a group of states that are really really uh, submissive to Holland Right?
1: Yeah, because that and, was like the biggest, most powerful
0: substate. And so they're there and their options are to either A be ruled by Holland or B be ruled by another nation yeah. outside their border. But in no way are they ever gonna be able to yeah. control their own fate. Yeah, it's um, like
1: their choice is, well their thinking ends up being, well, I really am annoyed with how much Holland's pushing me around. But, on the other hand, I don't want to have to learn how to speak German, so I yes. guess I'm just stuck <laughs> with it. That's, yeah. Yeah, and that's what it, that's what it came boil. And that's the theme it. we get because yeah. you, Holland is definitely the state you feel like is the one that everybody is sort of resentful of. Mm-hmm. Um because when he talks about when he talks in some about, some way
0: Holland's like, for example, right? Because Holland's like, I'm always having to pay your guys' yeah. tab, you and you have to come around and collect. If you
1: just pick your, pull your own weight, your own weight. maybe yeah. we let you make a decision now and again. <laughs> but I've got to be the adult in the room, exactly. But but they're very explicitly. You get the sense the other places, the other. Substates feel like Holland is the one who feels like it's in, entitled to just be in charge. Yeah. Because when you talk about the structure of the United Netherlands, they talk about how it's ruled. Its chief executive is basically this individual called the Statholder, mm-hmm. um, um, the you know the head of state, and the Statholder, their head of state, can, can simultaneously and often is apparently the head of state, the leader of one of the subregions And this. Mm-hmm. And also of the whole of the whole United Netherlands. And it appears from this paper that it was always Holland who had its leader be also the leader of all the entire Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you can imagine if, you know, a sinister American state said, oh, our governor is also going to be the president all the time. You know, I'd get pretty ticked <laughs> off if the governor of Rhode Island was every four years we just set up. Oh, Governor Rhode Island president again. Well, let's be realistic. I mean, if you're going to make an example. New make, York.
0: Thank you. Make, make make Let's have some possibility here. Well, again, I mean, Rogue Rhode Island Rhode is never going to be scrappy and dedicate all their time and resources in. They're going <laughs> to have their with you.
1: <laughs> sinister intelligence network mm-hmm. sabotaging all the other states mm-hmm. so they can have their governor be in charge. Yeah. But regardless of which state, mm-hmm. can you imagine it's like every four years, it's just whoever happens to be the governor of state X is also the president. Yeah, I'd get tipped off after a while. Well, I, not after a while, immediately. start yeah, started tipped yeah. <laughs> off and go from there. So, um, well, I don't, you know, jeez, I lost track of what I was going to say. Well, <laughs> I'm going to continue my sad, th- go ahead. sad sack exposition a little bit further. Of like, I have to admit, and I don't want to be anti Dutch in this or anything like that, but like, again, coming into this, oh. uh, they're like, you know. The Netherlands is not that big, and when I read that this United Netherlands re- Confederacy was seven substates, seven substates, I don't know, like, multiple cities, and like oh, you know that's thing. And like, most of them were a lot smaller than, than Holland. Holland. Yeah, <laughs> and so like, is there like some? Is like the weakest substate just like three houses and a windmill and maybe four cows or something?
0: <laughs> yes, I mean that's exactly. I right. had to
1: admit I was mocking in my mind a lot of aspects of this government throughout it because. You know, in paragraph three, where they talk about how the legislature is made up of 50 members appointed by the provinces. And I'm like, well, that's pretty much all of Holland at the time. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much American democracy. No, I know it's not, but, um, you know, it's like, it's not that big of a country to begin with, a region to yeah. begin with. And then you're subdividing it down to seven sub Yeah.
0: I uh, I gotta tell you when I it just seems like a bad idea. I don't idea know a lot about face. I don't know a lot about the Netherlands, the United Netherlands. Um, but I I learned some here to to learn that the United Netherlands were something other than just Holland. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. my thoughts of of the Netherlands is usually in the Dutch, and I just think of Holland. Like I don't even know. Like I didn't even realize there were six other st- member states <laughs> to
1: begin with. Like, um, so very much to your. your it's same not one of those countries that gets talked about a whole lot. Uh, no, Now, isn't. Granted, to be fair to the, to be fair to the Dutch. Well, except in World War II, right? Because they one of the first to just like, get sucked up by Germany. Well, you're you're not helping them there. <laughs> I'm trying to point out how they weren't so sad. Oh, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, that's right. I'm, I'm trying, to give a, trying to
0: give a, a reference as to, to to why people would talk about them other than the fact, other than Holland per se, which was they they, they were one of the first to fall under the yoke of Nazism. It, 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 it
1: around this period and before they were they did have a lot of... in the age of exploration were in not long after it they were they did have they were a very serious commercial power and what they lacked in just raw land size they made up for in wealth. I mean, they were one of the pioneers of a lot of like alternative business operate you know, organizational yeah. methods, you know, corporations and companies etc., you know, pioneered it and they made insane amount of money. But they didn't seem to be similar in- similarly innovative in in uh, forms of government necessarily. Doesn't seem like it. Um, but yeah, I was reading this and I'm like is to me you know, like Okay, you start with like Rhode Island. Yeah. Now you're going to divide Rhode Island into seven sub-states. Uh, and then they're all going to fight amongst each other for the right to control Rhode Island. <laughs> and again, not be cynical, I'm just like, why even bother? Who <laughs> even cares? And again, I have to temper that with the knowledge of they were a major, major commercial power. Okay. That's the way I, I uh, try to be fair. I'm not fair, but I try to be fair. <laughs> with, their, with their two guys in a musket
0: and a rowboat for real Island, Because they do say
1: <laughs> in paragraphs you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, they yeah. talk about how, look, on paper, they do they have a big army, they have a lot of money, mm-hmm. they're rolling in the dough, but see, I don't know. It's just like they don't have a lot to work with uh, in a lot of ways, hmm. land-wise, and, and they don't have much land. They're all fighting with each other anyways. I don't know. Huh. Well,
0: so, I mean... He, there's not a whole lot more in this paper beyond I think what we we talked
1: about, is there? I mean, other than his concluding point. Um, I really think that. Oh, one thing is this: yeah. he he on this paper he doesn't throw in a couple extra icing countries to, uh, to talk about, so that's okay. why we so. don't have as much substance there. Number one. Yeah. Um, and number two, like we said, a lot of the themes are covered by the earlier countries we looked at. You know, squabbling city-states, check. Interference by other countries, check. Yeah. You know, uh, they check so the many... The biggest difference here is the extent to which they, there's this unanimous decision requirement. Uh, that's the biggest difference from yeah. the other ones. And then, um, of lesser importance but still significant, is that it just seems like even the Dutch themselves just... Are just complacent and fine with things. I mean, maybe that's another message in there of don't be like the Dutch then, who just seem to accept it. Because mm-hmm. you know, four times they tried to fix their problems, yes, and each time that, it's yeah. just like gone over like a lead balloon, mm-hmm. and they're just become a joke. If do, you know, do we want to be a joke like them? Do we want to just try to keep sending? That's a probably the point. The point futile efforts to is, try to reform
0: is that. You know, they went down the road of having a confederacy, and it Mm kind of got rooted. Yeah, and and took really took hold, and then they couldn't they couldn't change it once it had really taken hold. And hey, we should adopt the Constitution before this Articles of Confederation really takes root. Yeah, uh, on over here, and that's
1: probably I think maybe one of the main points because you could draw the exact parallel of. With the, under the Articles of Federation government, mm-hmm. there had been one of its chief problems was the federal government just didn't have any real money, any revenue, couldn't pay its debts, couldn't pay off its war debts, yeah. couldn't pay its debts to other countries, um, and that was a serious overriding issue. <laughs> and much like, especially the for Dutch France, tried to right? what's that? Especially
0: for France, it was a big issue yeah. for France. <laughs> France
1: really, France like that's our that should be your most important issue really. <laughs> <laughs> um monsieur but uh <laughs> much like the dutch tried to reform their government structure four times and failed mm-hmm. there were there were serious efforts and attempts to fix the revenue problem of the united states they put forward taxation provisions but because everybody had to agree when one state disagreed each time it shot the whole thing down and so hamlin could be saying look does this sound familiar we tried to fix do the exact mm-hmm. same thing here by fixing our government funding. Yeah. Unanimous consent same bad problem that the Dutch have destroyed us too, you know. And again
0: that may just been a, a function of of when these things are being written that maybe they didn't feel like they needed to spell that out so clearly. But with the length of history and time it would have been nice if they we would have benefited reading it now had they made some of those more direct connections.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah I think so, too. And Like, uh, I mean,
0: when they were writing about the Dutch and the unanimous thing, uh, unanimous uh, unanimity requirement. Yeah. I, I mean, I think probably on everyone's mind who's, you know, that's that's reading and is concerned about this topic of, you know, Articles of Confederation versus Constitution, they probably would have understood that he's taking a jab at the mm-hmm. Articles of Confederation the mm-hmm. unanimity requirements in that. Without having him actually have to spell it out and link it together. Um, Yeah, that's definitely an
1: area where it's something where a modern reader has to do a lot more deliberate effort to try to get what would have come as an obvious point point. to a a reader at the time.
0: And that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this podcast. We are
1: trying to travel back into time. Right. Make some of those connections. Yeah, and Um, channel the mind of the 18th century American into the modern day. True
0: American. Or something Wait, like that. So, or something like that. <laughs> so, anyways, like that. so they wrap up the paper and, they, and he says, "Look, uh, the important truth in all this, which unequivocally pronounces in the present case, is that a sovereignty, sovereignty over sovereigns, a government over governments, a legislation for communities, as contradistinguished from individuals, as it is uh, a solecism in theory, so in practice, it is subversive to the order and ends of civil." Pol- polity, polity, uh, by substituting violence in place of law, or the destruction of co- coercion of the sword in place of the mild and solitary coercion of the majesty and basically, um, uh, you know, he he talks about this this being the oracle of truth. Uh, um, he gets pretty flowery. He does get pretty flowery. He gets pretty flowery. It's it's, it's and, a bit dense. And and he just says. That's his they're, – they're concluding mic drop, so to speak, mm-hmm. in, in these you know six papers from 15 through 20, which is, look, yeah. we have given you – and they're essentially what they're saying. is countless examples. And yeah. All of these confederacies, it this, always ends the same This is just how it is. This is just what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. Um, and we are right, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not even really worth responding nothing. because you're just going to embarrass yourself. yourself. As badly or worse <laughs> as it, the United Dutch consistently embarrass themselves <laughs> with their form of government and attempts to reform it. So, and that's pretty embarrassing. That's a jibe I might start throwing at people when, who I'm against, who would mess up, tell my sons or something like, you are embarrassing yourself worse than the United Netherlands. In their attempts to reform their system of government. If you can somehow get that, that's a, of rolls off the tongue. That's a pretty harsh burn. It might take him like 20 years of study to figure out how harsh it is, but it's pretty harsh, so, once you understand so it.
0: What you're saying is you'll say something now to the, your, your uh, like nine-year-old boy and – Twelve years from now, when he's in college and mm-hmm. in a history class, he'll read something and he'll say, oh, "His he'll
1: confidence he, will be completely undermined because he, be like, that's what good parenting
0: is—undermining <laughs> <It's> the <laughs> confidence of your children." Hey, <laughs>
1: okay, get him ready for the real world.
0: <laughs> well, on that rosy note, uh, unless you have anything else to add, I know this episode is a little bit shorter than uh, prior ones, but. Uh, we're going for, for quality over quantity here. That's so. what we're going to
1: say, at least this week. Yes. Yeah, so.
0: I will <laughs> and, say this.
1: I am glad that we're going to be moving on to a different, uh, a new theme, a new yeah. brave new world. We're getting beyond this history lesson portion. And I love history, but um, yeah, I'm eager to get into some more systemic uh, conversations Okay, about the future and going forward and... D- digging into the articles and the provisions and all that theoretical stuff. yes, as much as I love the United Netherlands, probably more than it appears that their own citizens did at this time. <laughs> um, as much as I love them, I'm happy I'm happy to leave. Them I'm out. not sorry to be moving on um, into new areas. but uh, yeah, glad we had these conversations. We might reference back to them in the the future yep but regarding the united netherlands i think we've said what needs to be said all right well uh on that
0: note we're going to say goodbye to everybody uh thanks for joining us again and uh tune in next time thanks again see you then